podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we go. It is the Karatsev Sinner double, it would seem. They have gone to town this week. They have absolutely destroyed the field. And they won in impressive fashion as well. They absolutely blitzed through their finals, obviously both winning in straight sets. Chilich, he would absolutely fantastic the whole week but he got destroyed by Karatsev in the final and as did Schwartzman. JG what did you make of the whole week? Well with the Karatsev one it's the same old same old really. Karatsev against the Russians seems to always not have the answers and comes through strong. Uh, This is another title for him this year his second one and both of which I predicted at the time because I had them and I won both brackets so when Karatsev wins a tournament I win the bracket which is great. Shout out to Matthew as well, because he also was tied with me at the top on yeah. the last one. Um, but yeah, I thought Karatsev's been awesome all week. We're seeing sort of shades of the old Karatsev, uh, yes. just sort of knocking players off the court. And in this form, I'm not. I'm still trying to work out what his best conditions are, because we've seen him on the Challengers play really good on the clay courts. We've seen him in Australia. He looked really good there. In the indoor hard courts... Something I don't know. Recently, I've been more impressed with him there than anything, if I'm honest. And um, yeah. if he can get to the race to Turin, race to the Turin, we know that's going to be an indoor hard court that could really, really suit him. And I think he could he could do very well. And someone else who's very good on, on that surface is Yannick Sinner, if not yeah. the best right now. There's not many people who can stop him at all. And I was just having a little look on his run this week. He's beaten um, everyone in straight sets. So we had Massetti, Rindeneck, Harris. And Schwartzman, and well, take your pick. All of them are really good players. Lorenzo Massetti may be a bit off form at the moment, but the other three are, are, are brilliant. And to do that in straight sets just shows how well Sinner's playing right now. Schwartzman, before Sinner beat him in that final, had just beaten Andy Murray, Nakashima, and Brooksby in straight sets. So that just gives you an idea of the level Schwartzman was playing at, in which he actually bageled Brooksby uh, in the yeah, match before. Yeah. So, wow. listen, it was a big sort of statement I think from Sinner and yep. now with his ranking the way he's pushing on I think anything's possible whether or not he can crack the top 10 or not we'll have to wait and see I think he's going to um, and the race that are in I put him as my favorite to get to get there I really I, do I think you have to really I mean the way that he's been playing uh, he dished out uh, in that tournament in Antwerp I think it was Eight, uh, was it eight or six swans there? He dished out a double swan yeah. to Schwartzman, a double swan to Harris, one to Rindeneck, and one to Massetti. So six in total. Sorry, just amazing. That is comfortable winning, especially yeah. against good opposition. Harris is no schmuck on indoor hard. He, we know how hard he hits the ball, how well he serves. And Sinner in that final, especially against Schwartzman yesterday. It wasn't even a competition. He, even though Schwartzman can stay in rallies, he just lacked the power. And it just seemed that all of Sinner's shots were just skimming off the surface. And he just had that one extra shot that Schwartzman just couldn't get it back each time. 
just better. And that goes to show dominant, the man. It's dominant. Yeah. Like we're looking at Sinner now, and I'm Four. seeing shades of like a Daniel Medvedev on the hard courts. That Rublev last not year, as, not as good, but like just that dominance. And right now, it's hard to see many people stopping Sinner. My only criticism of, of him is his gas tank. And I'm not sure whether or not he's able to, after this tournament, go into the next one, which is playing Vienna, and do well there as well. Because it sometimes takes him some time off before he gets back playing great again. And that is a big worry for Yannick Sinner. We've seen him many times struggle with his gas tank. We know he's got all the ability, but physically... I think it could take a toll on his body and that's where he needs to improve. But if he is able to, and he's playing at, say, even sort of 70% or above, I just don't see any many people stopping him yet again. I think an interesting matchup could be the likes of Assessor Pass or Zverev. Let's see where Sinner's game is against them guys. We've seen he's, full, he's always full sort against, say, the likes of Djokovic and Nadal. Um, yeah. But where is he, in, as opposed to some of the other sort of challenging pack? Because uh, that's going to be a real yeah. test for him. And I think he's ready, be, for the, he's yeah. ready for the battle. I think he is. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, how it goes in Austria after he's just been playing, obviously, a whole tournament. He's played and he's won fairly comfortably. I don't think he'll be that tired after playing so well. I think that he, he's played a full tournament, but he's played pretty quick matches, if, uh, if we're yeah, honest. Yeah, it's just every day, man. Like For him, playing a match every day, I'm not, I'm not, I've not seen enough of him to impress me. And that's why he struggled in Grand Slams for me. It's not necessarily the opponent. Sometimes just looks very tired and uh, fatigued out there. We've got mm. Gene, one of our patrons in the chat. He's How you saying, doing, buddy? Uh, he thinks low-bouncing uh, surfaces suit Karatsev's game. Yeah, yeah. you could probably say that. It's not a bad uh, bit of analysis. And uh, he's also then saying Sinner's playing amazing. He certainly is. He yeah. reckons he's going to be fine in Vienna too. So he agrees with you. Well, his, lo- his longest match there was the first match and it was an hour and a half. And then since then, he was doing about around about an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. And considering some of the other matches we've seen over the past, well, obviously like TFO versus Andy Murray, that was around that was about three and a half hours, nearly the four hour mark which is pretty crazy. And Sinner's managed to get through his whole tournament in nearly yep. the same amount of time. I think he'll be fine. Uh, we're going to find out. This, the next tournament's a step up in competition. Uh, we, he's starting off facing Riley Opelka as well, which no one wants to face in their first round match. If yep. you're not on your game, you're going to get served off the court. I, th- I think I thought he was going to lose in that one, to be honest. Maybe just going into another tournament straight away might be a bit too much. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of second there, guessing There's a lot of stake, now. though. There's a lot of stake. Yeah. He wants to qualify for the race of terrain, which we're going to get onto. But before we talk about that, um, I know you've got a graphic there for some of the top, uh, some of the new entrants in the top 100. Maybe we'll just talk about some of them players because there's been a few good players on the challenger circuit as well who've had a fantastic weeks. Um, yeah. Let's see what you've got here. There's somebody who's not quite made the top 100 who I want to give a mention to, too. But you've got Sinner and Nori there. Oh, sorry, Sinner and Karatsev. 11 and 18, they're really yeah. on the rise. Casper Ruud now, eight in the world. <laughs> I was just laughing when I yeah. saw that because thinking about our top 10 at the start of the year, I think either of us had Ruud in there. Uh, no. Brooksby, he's had a fantastic week yet again. I know he did get bageled by Schwartzman, but just looking amazing. Yet just winning a lot of matches, looking comfortable on the hard courts. Pedro Martinez, he surprised us a little bit. He had a little run. Greek Spore, another challenger title yet again. Um, yeah. Brilliant. I'm not sure who's going to be able to stop him. Maybe if he goes in South South America and plays Sebastian Baez, I feel like that's, that's the only sort of match for him right now because he's another one 
we need to give a mention. I think he's going to yeah, be knocking yeah. on the door for the top 100 soon. Must he's be. been outstanding and one to watch. I want to keep singing his name yep. because Sebastian Baez, the Argentine, uh, brilliant clay quarter, a bit like a Diego Schwartzman. Um, I, yeah. I get shades of him there. I just think he's going to be one to stay and he's going to be knocking on that door for the top 100. And you never know, could have a real serious breakout season next year. We've seen Karatsev and Nori, what they've been able to achieve. Could that be a buyer's next year? It could well be. He's only 20 years old yep. and he's just sort of coming off the back of two tournament wins in a row on the Challenger Tour. Um, beating really good players as well, like you were saying. I know that he's been playing, uh, obviously, the Serendolo brothers. I think he's got winning records against both of them. Yeah, beating Thiago Monteiro, bageled Montero yep. in the final uh, yep. Baez. And uh, he's beating Juan Pablo Varillas, I think, a couple of times recently. As well. Oh, no, they're one and one recently. Yep. But Varillas, if you're able to hang with him on the clay courts, you know that you're in good company. Uh, and I thought Varillas may be the one to step up. Looks like Baez, he's just edging ahead and he's younger as well. So his ceiling looks a little bit higher than Varillas. We need to see what he's able to do on the other surfaces. He's, mm. at the moment, just very one-dimensional clay quarter. Started like that with a bit like Alcaraz and he was <clears> able <throat> to develop and change. Yep. So let's see what Baez is able to do, but one to watch out for. Griekspor as well. We've seen a little shades of him this year on the on the main tour. I know we've got a button for him. Yeah. We're big fans of his. Um Played Djokovic, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he's just... I'm not sure if he's someone who's going to really raise to the level. I think he's just good where he is. Um, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Nakashima, we had a podcast on not too long ago. Uh, he's at 69 now. Taberna's cracked the top 100, 93. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, JM Serendolo, the Francisco's, yeah. bro- Francisco's brother. That's great. Great to see. And like you said, Brooksby and Nakashima, the American double act there. I think that's so promising for us tennis i think you're only going to see those two rise even higher they'll both break the top 50 soon i'm sure so should we move away from that i know that we had a quite a nice graphic because we're talking yeah. about the race to turin and uh as uh, it said here on the atp tour twitter five down three to go uh, and this is the sort of state of affairs as it sits for the top 16 players yeah. And I believe everyone up until Berrettini is qualified. So one to six. So there's two. Uh, is that is two? Berrettini qualified? Yeah, I believe Berrettini is qualified now as well. Okay. It's not on there. So, but... Yeah, it's not on there at the moment. But yeah, I believe he has qualified. So there's uh, two spaces up for grabs. We've got Djokovic, Medvedev, Sissipas, Verev, Rublev and Berrettini. You're looking at uh, Rafael Nadal. He's not going to be there. So you can nope. discount him altogether. And then the chasing pack is going to be Kasper Ruud. Yeah, uh, her catch, Sinner, Nori, Felix, Karatsev. Uh, no yeah. offense, I'm going to cut off the other three. I don't yeah, I think, think so. I just don't think they're in the discussion for it. Yeah, I don't. I think they're a bit too far, uh, too far away. Obviously, 800 points is a lot of points, and you got to hope uh, for Karatsev that no one else above you gets any points as well, which is yeah. really difficult. Obviously, there'll be points. Uh, uh, there are points to be won, but there's not many tournaments left, as we just uh, alluded to. There's uh, uh, three to go. So it just depends how how much, what's your fitness levels like? Like you were saying with Yannick Sinner, and are you going to get burned out trying to get to the race, uh, trying to get to Turin? Because I'm sure he'd love to get there, Sinner, being in Italy and that. I think the obvious selection there is going to be Kasper Ruud. He's leading the way. He's got that sort of that little cushion. Um 
you'd expect if he goes far in one of these tournaments, if he is able to get to say semis of Vienna, would that be enough for him? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but mm. I like his chances. And if I'm honest, this could shock you, my next one. I like Cam Norrie's chances. I think they're the two I'm edging towards more than all of the others to qualify. I don't know. I think you're ruling out her catch a bit there. Her, I mean, Casper Ruud, is he still in with the reckoning? And he's there. He's occupying that seventh spot at the moment. But it's not his favoured surfaces coming up. And we could see him drop off. we've seen enough it. from him, though, Ben. We've seen so much from him already. Uh, he's certainly cap- cap- capable in my eyes. Um, it's all about how he de- how he deals with Vienna. And if he does go far there, then it's, it's, it, we can, we can well, I think he can do it. I know Jeans are saying Rude's never done anything really on indoor hard court. That's yeah. true. But he's just showing this year how good of a tennis player he is. And I still believe in him a lot. And I believe that he can do it. So I'm going to be, listen, call me an idiot. I'm going to be going Casper Rude and Cam Norrie out of them names. I think some of the obvious picks would probably be Hercatch and Sinner. But yeah, they're the two so. I'm drawn to. The ones I would like would probably be, I'm not going to lie, I would love to see Cam Norrie and Karatsev get in there, squeeze in there. Sorry, Senna, but those are the two. If they could finish the year, that what a year that would be for Cam Norrie if he managed to squeeze in there. And Karatsev, that would just cement an amazing yeah. 2021. I mean, what a year that would be. I mean, everyone wants to see that story, surely. Just the year ends with Karatsev making the World Tour Finals. Doesn't get better than that for it. And then surely the movie comes out next year. <laughs> <laughs> it will be an Aslan Karatsev year if he's able to win that, for sure. <laughs> Definitely would be. There's no denying that nobody would have even been talking about him before uh, in the last World Tour Finals. Maybe we spoke about him a fair bit on the pod, but no one in the mainstream media were, were even uttering his name. And if he managed to have his name in the World Tour Finals, it would be incredible. Uh, I'm hoping he can win this next tournament. If he can win in St. Petersburg, it pushes him up another place. And then we got the Masters events coming. So maybe he can do something in Paris. Who knows? Well, let's see. And on the women's, it's very interesting as well. We've got the the race to Guadalajara. Yes. Um, I think that's some of the last graphics you've got there. Apologies if I pull up some of the wrong ones. Uh, uh, is it this one or no? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. You got that one as well. So here we go. Anik Kontovic makes the race to Guadalajara tight down to the finish with a title in Moscow. Ons Jabur is currently in the eighth and the final spot. She plays her next uh, next week at WTA Courtmeyer, which she now doesn't. She's withdrawn from yeah. that. Uh, Kontovic in ninth plays next week include Napoca. And I thought this is interesting uh... because Kontovic has a real good shot of taking that. And if you go to the next one along, Ben. Sure. No problem. This you one? can see here, this is how they reacted to it. So <laughs> yeah. If you click on the, the first image. Oh, apologies. This. <laughs> you, can, you can click on that one. No, go, go left one. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's quite a funny picture. We've got to absorb this picture to know how funny these two uh, ladies on the tour are. No, they're good we, friends. They're good we friends. absolutely love both of these players, and this is the reason why as well, because Ons Jabur is such a character on the tour, and Annette Contevit, yeah, yeah, they're... they're like amazing friends on there it just makes me uh made me chuckle when you sent it to me i just thought oh that's so funny 
what's this? So, so could um, we've got Ons Jabur here saying, <laughs> could you please tell Contabit to back off a little bit? And yeah. uh, Contabit there just laughing at her. <laughs> With some devil face. And Ons Jabur there throwing the punches. So it's hotting <laughs> up. They're good friends. Let's see who can do that. Obviously, I've just moved on to the women's. Um, right. For those who don't know, Contabit, she won um, the, the event in Moscow, the Kremlin yep. Cup. And Ons Jabur has pulled out. So I think that's going to be super interesting we don't have a graphic showing the places but as you can see there there's a few names well maybe i can bring it up i don't know if you've got it up what's that you on the the race to uh Sh- yeah. not shenzhen guadalajara apologies what's, I always what's want to shenzhen? Say... yeah well it used to be now it's changed yes yeah, so she's uh, was it 100 and there as well 139 points behind jabur at the moment so it is possible it's very possible uh, and yeah, Badoza is in the final spot at the moment on 3,112 points. Uh, maybe I can put it up on the screen so everyone can see it. Yeah, because I was just trying to get it. I've got here, Barty Sabalenka Kratikova Piskova has qualified. I'm not sure if Sakari and Savontek have. No, I think it's just them four for the moment. So we've got four places up for grabs. So Osaka's um, not going to be doing it, is she? So there's no chance of her doing it. Pavlyuchenkova, it's a bit of a big ask, I think, for her. Right now, it's possible. Oh no, sorry. So it's it's different. You've got a different one. So you have go up. Sorry. So you've got the ticks next to all these names. So you have got Sabalenka, yeah. Kachikova, Piskova, Sakari, Savontek, Mugurusa, and Badoza. They've all qualified. So there's just one space up for grabs. Yeah, that's right. And it's either going to be you go down. Ons Jabur, Kontavi. It's not going to be a Saka. Keep going. Yeah, Pavlichenko. And most likely that's it. I think it's going to be between Ons Jabur and Kontavi. And Ons Jabur is now pulled out. So if Contevi is to go far in Romania, yeah. she's going to probably qualify and take that last spot off Ons Jabur. It's tough, isn't it? And there's part of me that thinks if Ons Jabur is, if Ons Jabur is injured, then it's probably the right person anyway, because you don't want to see a half-hearted Ons Jabur going into any tournament either. She's obviously pulled out of that tournament for a reason. How many tournaments left for the women, though? Uh, that would be the thing to probably have a look at. I'm not sure off the top of my head. No. Do they have them? Do they have them listed here? Anyway, I'll pull this one off, and then we can go back to the other bits. But it was just interesting to see the race to Guadalajara. Yeah, the women's ones looking good as well. The men's there's a lot more spots up for grabs, and if we are going to be having, I think Paris as well. There's a lot of points up for grabs. I'm not sure where the cut-offs, cut-offs going to be. I don't know if you know. But uh, if, if, if we're including Paris in that, then well, I think there could be more names in the, in the, in for a shot. Uh, but I'm sti- I'm sticking with Rude. I know it's not a popular one. Lins on the hard courts, up. but I, I, I still believe in him. I don't know if anyone's going to be playing Lins. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, if right, moving wins. on to moving on to the next one. Yeah. Anyway, this was this one of the ones you wanted. Yeah, to? we can do this. So new yeah. career highs in the WTA. We've got Fernandez there, twenty six. I generally think she's going to be top 10 soon. I love Fernandez, one of my favorite, well, if not the my favorite women's player right now. I've been a big fan of her <clears> and <throat> she's rising fast. Yeah. A bit unlucky in the Indian Wells, really. Went down to, what was it, a tie break, a very close tie break where she lost. It was Lee. Close. Don't know what she's been doing, if I'm honest. Last four months. Winning. The sleeping giant. No, she hasn't been. What's <laughs> she done? Done nothing. <laughs> she's been winning this what do you week. Mean? What's, she been, what's she been winning? She's won nothing. She's this week, hardly, she's been doing hardly won a right. set, mate. It's been terrible. She and all of a week. sudden, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, she's sprung to life and won an event. That's no it, one mate. saw it coming. 
That's what it's all about. Women's tennis, it can sometimes be unpredictable. And sometimes somebody can just spring to life. And Anne Lee, she's got all the potential to do it. And she battered a load of people on the way to winning yeah. that title. Obviously, Cornet, 6-2, Agolacheva, 6-4, And uh, Osorio Serrano in the final. Breadstick to her. Fantastic performance from Anne Lee. I think well-deserved. I think it's been, a, it's been a good year for Anne Lee. I think it's been up and down, but... She's established herself as a real good person on the uh, WTA tour right now. Well, she's Love made it. the top 50. She's going to be pretty pleased with that. Soria Serrano as well. She's probably a bit annoyed she didn't win because if she did win that final, that would have been her in that spot and she would have been mm. inside the top 50. But I think it's a matter of time. She's entering the next event and I actually have her going relatively far and I think I have her win the first few rounds. So let's see if I don't jinx her too much. Yeah, yeah let's hope not. Soria Serrano. Another player who's sort of just burst on the scene this year, and I'm really happy for her as well. She's—I thought she was predominantly clay court. This this week, she proved no, she's not. She went from strength to strength. Beat Camila Georgie, Sharif, Svitolina. I think the Georgie one was a good one. Yeah, Svitolina. Oh, Svitolina. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. mad as well. Amazing. Uh, she's coming off the back of three straight sets losses as well in her last three games. So three matches. Sorry. So maybe she's now suddenly worked out how to play on the hard courts a lot better and we're going to see a lot more of her. Uh, we know that she's great on the clay. Uh, she's decent on the grass as well. Um, just, I'm excited. Just quickly on Svitolina, I don't know if you saw, but she's uh, parted company with her coach now. One she's had oh. for, I think, eight eight or ten years, a long time. Uh, so she's ended that relationship. We've got Raducanu with no coach. She's saying that She's going to stick with no coach for a bit and she feels like she plays on her own anyway on the court, so it shouldn't affect her. But I thought that was quite interesting that Svitolina, she's gone down a different avenue, wish her the best with if she finds a new coach or she goes coachless, but she knows better than anyone. I think so. Pretty um, big I, news, though. Yeah, it's big news. Considering how well she was playing in the last few uh, tournaments, yeah. maybe she just thinks it's just time for a change. Who knows? Moving back through these ones, this one is an ATP one for us to have a look at. Most ATP titles for players born in the year 2000 or after. We got Sinner there with a five plus one, uh, but the, the plus one is a next gen title there. We've got quarter. Kind of yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's still quite a high level of competition in that tournament. I don't think that you're playing any bad players. They're all just your top young players. So, Corda, Sabof Wild, Juan Manuel, Selendolo, and Alcaraz in there as well, all grabbing one title apiece. Yeah, yeah I'm just looking at the next gens who's qualified there. We've got Yannick Sinner, obviously, he's leading the way. We've got yeah. Felix, Alcaraz, Corda, Brooksby, Massetti, Nakashima. I don't think he's Brilliant. officially qualified yet, but he's close. Uh, Juan Manuel, Selendolo. And then alternates, you've got Bayez and Rune. So they're just knocking on the door as well. Not sure exactly how it's going to work and whether or not um, Bayez still has a, has a chance, but it looks very close. I'm just looking on Wikipedia at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I remember the last one was played on uh, hard court. I'm not sure if they're going to continue that for every single one of these uh, next-gen tournaments. If they do, it's going to obviously favour people like Yannick Sinner. Um, maybe like uh, even Alcaraz as well. I think he'll probably like that. I think someone like Baez, we're yet to yet to find out really what they're what they're made of on those hard courts. So Nakashima, obviously, and Brooksby, they're, they're masters on the 
yeah, I think he's going to be Brooksby could be a real dark horse for that. But yeah. if it is indoor hard court, let's be honest, Sinab was going to wipe the floor of all of them. Yeah, it's just mad, isn't it? I think Seems he's like... leaps and bounds above them. And looking at this stat you've got up on the screen, you don't see Felix in there because he's never won a title, but he's been in more finals than all of them. Yeah. Um, it's a bit sad that he's never got one, but you've got Corda there, Sabah Wild, Selendolo and Alcaraz. Sinner, though, leading the way. He's definitely the best player born after 2000. Uh, the one they all need to chase. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. But, of course, well, we've got Gene here saying he's not playing the next-gen finals. Ooh, got his sights set on another finals. I think you'll find that's probably is that, why. Is that official, he's not playing it. So if he doesn't, what about if he doesn't? If he doesn't qualify for the race to Turin, then surely he will play it. Maybe I don't know. I think you probably have to. You have to dedicate yourself to one goal, probably. You don't know just, though. You're just. I don't, I don't. I'm just guessing, but I would have thought that that's probably his sights though. Is set on this the World Tour Finals, aren't they? I mean, if he could make it, if if Sinner plays next gen, he wins the whole thing, hands down. If he's already won it, then what does, does he need to win it again? If he if he's not, I think it would be more interesting. To be fair, I'd prefer him not to be there because then I think it's going to be a good battle between the rest. Yeah. I'd like to see how far Alcaraz can go or a Brooksby. So let's see what happens with that. Yeah, indeed. Moving back. Did we go through this one? Oh, we already went through that one. Okay, apologies. One more to the left, I think. There yeah. you go. So this is Karatsev. He's 25-2 and two when he wins the first set in 2021. <laughs> um, so he's Formidable. a bit of a beast. So he's, that's, that's what, an important thing to note, though, with Karatsev in his style. Yeah. He's a bit of a confidence guy. And that's why when he gets on a roll, it's very, it's very difficult to stop him. He can go for a whole event and win it comfortably. Uh, and a lot of the focus is, in, is, is him winning the first set. If he can win it, then I would fear him a lot. Yeah, I think so. And the way he was playing uh, this week, just a win in uh, Moscow, I don't know. I think you're right. I just don't see who beats him when he plays like that. He just he doesn't show any emotion, but you can tell that when he gets in a flow, I don't think anyone beats him. And it's he's a scary prospect. And all those other Russian players are probably scared of him. I know that Medvedev, Medvedev as well. No one, yeah. no, no Russian wants to play Karatsev. Yeah, those he was saying, oh, it's our secret weapon. I reckon that he was saying it's our secret weapon because none of them beat him. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> he's a scary person on the court and he doesn't really give off any... He's not the type of person to go, oh, and kick a camera over or do this and do that. Just calm and then just gets it done. You might see him smack the odd ball. I think I've seen him hit the odd ball out of the stadium, but that's about it. I think that's his one release he allows himself in matches. He doesn't say anything, though. He never screams or does those type of things. He only screams for, like, good shots. Never yeah. screams in, like, a negative way. He just goes, boom, hits a ball out. That's like that's that bad energy He's just flown out the court now. Reset. And Bitcoin's doing well as well, so he usually Always. does. He times his uh, success on the Bitcoin success. Uh, moving Indeed. on to the next one. Yeah. There it so is. This is. I think we've spoke about this, but it's quite interesting to see. He's going to be 18 in the world today. Well, he is 18 in the world. And he was 253 just 14 months ago during the COVID break. COVID's been a blessing in disguise for him. A bit like the podcast. We was really nothing before COVID. We grew a lot during that time. Been able to be on our laptops a lot more and working from home. Uh, Karatsev, what he did is he picked up his racket and thought, you know what? I'm making a run for it. I'm going to try and take a grand slam. He got to the semi-finals. Never looked back, really, since then. 
been incredible. Well, exactly. And then uh, he's a staple that... now on the tour. He's a let's be honest, he's a top twenty player, as he Ankrat is. said. That was why I, I know that we spoke about at the end of his match. I thought I might as well bring up the graphic I made again. I made it for a reason, didn't I? There we go. The Bitcoin growth versus the Aslan Karatsev growth there. And as you can see from the beginning of the year, the prices of Bitcoin going up from 33,000. That was when Russia won the ATP Cup with Karatsev in there. Then they got to the semifinals in Australia in uh, in February. That was, Bitcoin went up. It took a big jump. Then he won his first ATP title. It was a massive jump for Bitcoin, an all-time high. Then he lost in the final to Berrettini. It took a little bit of a little small dive. Then he went on a terrible run there, uh, losing six, I think it was three matches, early exits in May. That Bitcoin dropped massively. Same in June, lost three early exit uh, matches and dropped again. And then he started picking up the wins again. And then Bitcoin starts picking up. We had the Olympics. We had the US Open. He did well. And eventually we end up here at Moscow. And Bitcoin goes to an all-time high again. And Karatsev takes another trophy. And, well, what's going to be? Does he win the World Tour Finals and Bitcoin finally hits 100K? Is that what happens, JG? <laughs> Tell me now. Well, he's got to qualify for that first. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Gene there is just sort of explaining why Sinner is not going to be playing next gen. And that's because he's scheduled to play Stockholm in the week of the next gen finals. Okay. He's focused on picking up the points and that's going to be his priority. So I'm actually with Almino. I'm happy. I'm, I don't want him to be there yeah, because I, I was looking so. at it and I think he, he wins it very comfortably. And that If he's not there, we're going to have a better battle. That's for sure. And I like Almino, what he's saying. Karatsev is the older brother of the Russian guys. Not in the spotlight, but can destroy all of them if he wants. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we've got yeah. John Silker in the chat as well. Um, hopefully you stop crying about Man United because they're a oh, terrible team. Yeah. I think you need to come over to the east side of London. Uh, West Ham flying high at the moment. But he's saying, I want to see a Bitcoin growth versus Karatsev's calf's growth net the chart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't get too much. Bigger if he wins the World Tour Finals, maybe his, his, uh, his calves just explode. What and what? Bitcoins all fly out of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next music video made already. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Right, I think that we've probably done this to, uh, a death. JG, yeah. uh, exciting stuff to talk about. I'm like the fact that it's not decided yet, and I like the fact that there's a lot of people can still make those uh, final places in Turin. Who will it be, though? Let us know in the comments. Exactly. Let us know. We've got no slams, Ben, so it's good to get our teeth into something. Um, And I think it is going to be fascinating to see who can qualify. And obviously, we'll be covering all of the events as well. So make sure to join us on the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Like this video if you haven't already. Uh, And just before we go, here's a quick thing for our merch. Game to Love merchandise. It is out now. Pick yourself up a mug, pick yourself up a t-shirt, and Patreon members, they get discounts on the merchandise. So, join the GTL family today. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, we'll see you guys soon. See you guys. Podcast Network.